Hello and welcome to Haters Below Par Podcast. I'm your host, Dick Nixon. We got one hell of a show for you guys today. It's going to be pretty fucking jam-packed. Um, going to go over a few things, man. We're going to talk the OSU scandal. Some crazy shit going up there at Ohio State. We're going to talk about the no-hitters, the rash of them coming through the major leagues and some issues I have with some of these damn calls. We're going to talk a little bit about the crew reban. Uh, just more proof of idiotic millionaires doing idiotic things without any guidance. So can't wait to really talk about that. We're going to be drinking some High West whiskey, uh, double straight rye. High West, West is outstanding. I'm, I typically don't like whiskeys or bourbons that are outside of your Kentucky, Tennessee circle there, you know, like the cradle, uh, cradle of booze there. But uh, this stuff from out West is stupid good, man. They make some really great stuff. Um, really been really been pleased with everything I've ever had from them. So uh, pretty uh, pretty good pretty good shit. So I definitely will uh, be uh, you know it's crazy because they're from Utah and like what fucking Mormons make whiskey like those dudes got to be like Satan 2.0 out there. I mean you can't even go out there and get anything but like three two beer. They used to sell my dad when he was sixteen. I mean I don't that also doesn't make sense to me. How is Utah not like the drunkest state in the in America, like, I understand Mormons, all this, but some of them motherfuckers have 30 kids. I don't have any kids, and when I get around kids, I need to drink because the way they make me feel. Like, I couldn't imagine having 30 of them. Plus, these dudes have, like, 18 wives. Like, do you, could you imagine what headache it would be having to hear 18 wives bitch at you? I mean, I just couldn't get over it. I mean, like, 18 wives, that is a massive like, ugh. First of all, all of them are built just disgusting, man. Their their ankles look like fucking trash cans, and they got all these ugly buns. And I mean, I get it. That's what incest does. It builds beefcake women. But 18, 18 women bitching and moaning at you, telling you you don't do this. Can you imagine having 18 kitchens you had to take the fucking trash out from from your 70 fucking kids? Like, I, I, I couldn't fathom that shit like uh, whatever I mean there's so many other things that just are crazy to me but who knows man let's uh let's give this high west uh, like I said double rye uh let's give it a go man it's very rye forward it's not too over the top though it's a little bitey but it's only like 90 proof which you know I'm I'm into the higher stuff a little bit more unleaded but pretty good you know it's batch number 20 out of lot number nine um but uh, all in all, you know, I can't complain. It's uh, pretty good. Got a good little finish. It'll heat you up just a little bit. But uh, I do like the fact that it's rye forward. I'm very much a big fan of rye. So <clears throat> always something that we're going to enjoy here. But, um, you know, as we come, you know, as we keep going forward, we'll taste it some more, see how it goes, see how it plays. We got a fat pour in here. So cool. Shout out to them. Good product. Uh, give me some free shit. So, all right. So, first thing we got to talk about is OSU. So, like, OSU comes out, meets with the NCAA. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but around here, they're talking about this massage therapist who's sexually, you know, exploiting the football team. So, basically, first thing you got to realize is some, like, 40-year-old bitch is hitting these dudes up on Instagram, trying, you know, coming up and, you know, jerking their gherkin, you know, some shit, giving them the Bob Crass special, saying she's, like, part of the school, employed by the school, this is just some weird bitch who gets off by touching penises of OSU football players. Like I, like I, she's up there just like, oh sir, let me let me rub your quads. Uh, luckily your quads are on your dick. And like 
I don't get it, man. She's just like up here tickling pickles and uh, OSU self-reported. So apparently this was going on for like five years. First of all, if I was on the football team, I'd be like, who the fuck ruined it for it? Like this chick comes up here, gives me a nice little massage, gives me the Bob craft at the end and I'm good to go. Like, (laughs) so she comes through. So she plans to be all this, like whatever. So she just basically gets banned from campus. OSU is not found to be doing anything, but I think we missing, we're missing the real fucking problem here is, so OSU is in the news, right? We lost a couple recruits to Alabama. They don't know who our quarterback is going to be. Problem solved, guys. Deshaun Watson is on his way into town. He is trying to get this bitch's number. He's like, wait, some chick loves to touch wieners when they get him a suit, when a massage? Like, bro, he just entered the transfer portal. He's like, I got one year left. I'm in. Get me there. I want to transfer to Ohio State. I mean, Jesus, Deshaun Watson, he, he heard this. You know Watson heard this, and he got a half chub right away. He's talking to his attorney like, hey, uh, can we go to uh, Columbus? I always like that city. Maybe we should hang out there for a while. Like, I doubt that's how Deshaun Watson talks, but that's a story for another day. But I, it's like something like 40-something kids came up, and like only seven of them said they actually did something with their seven or ten or something like that over a five-year period. Like, bullshit. Bullshit. You think those dudes, that, that that bitch came up here just to give them a massage, like she wasn't trying to, you know, do this. And they said that they couldn't, the reason they weren't, like, in trouble is, one, she was she was portraying herself as an employee of the school. And, two, they offered they offered compensation. At no time was it asked to be free or pro bono. And some of them were like, you know, I even tried to pay her. My thing is, like, did they pay her after she gave them the Nakataki Hushatora, you know, happy ending there at the end? Right? She's milking the prostate. Uh, I, who knows? Were they also just like, uh, okay, here you go, and like ran away? Like, I, I'm fucking, I don't know. I mean, like, you, you had to know. It wasn't like these dudes weren't on the end. Like, oh, hey, call Jenny Rub and Tug, and she'll come up and give you a massage after practice. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, all I know is I hope she didn't come up to see me after I got out the ice bath, ice bath right, man? All I could think about would be George Costanza. I was in the pool, right, man? That shit is just terrible. Oh, mm, That's clearly how she'd feel. She'd be hung like a field mouse, right? So that just hits me as this Im- improbable thing that this went on for five years without anyone knowing. Now, either... What really happened is, is that someone knew, right? Like someone was in the uh, in the know. It wasn't like no one in the program, from a you know an administration level, coaching staff level, whatever it was, didn't fucking know this shit. It's just that it was hidden enough that no one was going to go private, right? Some dude in the locker room was pissed because he was a f- third string practice squad punter, and you know he wasn't getting his pubes pinched. And I, I, I mean, so it's just. I don't know, man. It's one of those. It's one of those things, right? It takes one bad kid on the school bus to ruin one fucking field trip for all of us. I don't know who that fucker was, but I guarantee you, he just entered the transfer portal and he's going to nowhere fucking state. Man, I'll tell you, it's um, it's good. The more you let it open up a little bit, breathe a little bit more, it takes a little bit of the bite out. But man, you can smell it that it's straight rye when it's poured. I don't know. It's pretty good though, man. Especially for. I said a blend of, blend of straight rye whiskeys, you know, good stuff. Kind of a dope bottle, too, upside down horseshoe, the mountains of Utah. It's a pretty cool little setup, but so there's a bunch of these things going on, right? We got other stuff to talk about. Let's talk, let's talk about these no-hitters in baseball. So I think there's been four or five. There's really two that most recent. I'm going to touch on the mo- two most recent. Wade Miley and uh, Josh Means. So 
First off, this is typical Reds. I'm a Reds fan. This is what the fucking Reds do. The Reds are dog shit. They hit a slump. They do something. And then fucking Homer Bailey comes out and throws a no-hitter. Like, the motherfucker did it like twice in Cincinnati. Both times, pathetically poopy dick records. Now, if you do it in Cincinnati, that's kind of hard because that's Cincinnati. That's that's the ballpark they built for King Griffey to break the home run record, right? That's a hitter's ballpark. That porch is shorter than the one I got on the front of my house. Like, that fucking, it's a joke. But... Wade Miley no hit the no hit the Indians right pretty pretty decent hitting team right a team that's been playing some good baseball as of late so that's an impressive feat to no hit them I think it's also dope anytime your in state rival like the battle for the state like you throw a no hitter pretty sweet I mean look mad respect no hitters are fucking impossibly hard I mean bro the only like, yeah it's so I give you respect for being good at your craft but the other thing I'm thinking about here is is that. There has been an abundance of these. I think we already have four or five already this year. There's one in San Diego. Um, I know the Padres got their first of the year. The Means was in um, – oh, there was one in Chicago. I think the White Sox had one too. So that's the other one. The White Sox, San Diego, oh, Orioles, and the Reds. I mean, we're not that deep into a season. Also, if you look at these numbers, man, pitchers are just dominating fucking hitters right now. Like, it's not even close – with how far ahead pitchers are than batters. And I think some of this has to go with the batters here. Let me take a sip. So one of the things you got to understand is, first off, I'll tell you what's, what's ruining baseball, and it's the home runs. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I like moonshots. I mean, I was a kid watching Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa single-handedly save baseball. I mean, yeah, steroids this, steroids that. Fuck that shit. Those dudes were hitting moonbeams back and, back and forth, left and right, and it was captivating, right? Baseball was at a time coming off of a strike, other things that happened. There was just, it wasn't in a good place. And, yeah, those guys pumped a little testosterone into them butt cheeks, and they were roping fucking liners, man. Those dudes were like that big guy. I'm Big Al. I hit dingers. That's my dude. Shout out Big Al. I don't know where he is. Kids probably got type 2 diabetes, man, that fat motherfucker. I'm sorry. That's not funny, but it's it's, it's kind of funny. Um, so, these guys, part of the problem is the pitchers have so far surpassed the hitters. And a lot of it has to do with this launch angel, launch angle, <clears throat> right? Like, these guys are swinging to hit the ball out of the fence. Like, back in my day when I was growing up, like, you were, swing, you, you were taught to swing to hit line drives. Put the bat on the ball. Hit ground balls. Hit situational hitting, right? Let the pitcher dictate where the ball is going to go. You know, a pitch inside, you take to left field. Your hands are always in the same spots. The barrel's out ahead. Down the middle, right back up the middle. If it's outside, your hands are in the same spot. You take that to the opposite field. You let the pitcher dictate where the ball is going to go. You keep your swing consistent. Make constant 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 contact shit's gonna be all right like but now all these dudes are pulling shit and they're all swinging upwards this launch angle velocity well that launch angle velocity when your shit's coming through with the angle the pitcher can put on the ball the movement these guys can get with those seams and how talented of arm strength they are you're at a disadvantage it's it's all break or bust right it's it's boom or famine like they're either hitting a home run or these dudes are whiffing i mean not to mention that the talent you have is fantastic, but if you simply just look around, there's not nearly as many guys in the league that are hitting for average, even your smaller guys. I mean, Jose Altuve, who should be, and in, by all accounts, he's a great baseball player. Don't get me wrong. He's cheating. He may have other things like that. Dude can rake, right? But a guy his size should not be hitting the amount of bombs he is. Like, that's a dude who'd be hitting line drives. Like, Francisco Lindor, that dude reminds me of freaking um, Kenny Lofton the way he's built. I mean, he's a little bit more compact, but 
shouldn't be a dude who just rakes power, but these guys are just these swings, these upward launch angle trajectories they're trying to clear. Exit velo. I hear fucking A-Rod or one of them douches, Joe Buck, talks about exit velo again. I don't give a fuck about exit velo, right? These guys are talking more like, next thing they know, every time they hear it, they're going back, 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 back. Like, you mean a fucking Chris Berman. Chris Berman went back so far, that fucking shit left the state. Like, dude, I know it's gone, right? But this exit velo and launch angle bullshit, all this stuff. Look, the bottom line is go back to last year and juice the balls again. That's it. Juice the balls. Let these motherfuckers hit gargantuan bombs. If that's what they're going to be taught to do, if that's what they're going to be rewarded to do, and I get why they're doing it. Look at Stanton, Judge, the, the contracts these dudes get. I mean, at least, at least Machado, Machado, he got a big deal. I mean, he, he's a 5 tool player. That dude can run. He can hit. I mean, he's good. Mike Trout, that guy gets every bit of every money in the world. He's just an all-out ball player. I mean, Mike Trout is the American boy can run, can hit, can bat. I mean, motherfucker can get strikeouts probably. Which, you know what? That brings me to another That brings me to another point. We'll get back to the no-hitters in a second. Because we were just talking about being a five-tool player. You know what else is going incredibly, is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly impressive? Shohei Otani uh, leads the majors in home runs this year. Shohei Otani leads the homers in, major, uh, in the major leagues right now. Okay. He also has a 2.01 ERA. That's the same shit as Max Serger. And Max is a dog. A 2.01 ERA. And the dude leads the league in home runs. That's a fucking flex. Let me tell you. I can't believe it. I mean, hats off to Shohei Otani. Just what the fuck? That is a stat crazy line. I mean, I just can't believe it. He is just absolutely insane. Not to mention, I mean, when was the last time? I mean, I wasn't alive for Babe, Babe Ruth, Newsflash. I don't know who my family fucking was. Like, oh, the great Bambino. I know The most I know about Babe Ruth, I got from the fucking Sandlot, right? Great movie. Hats off. Benny the Jet. Smalls, you're killing me. Love it. Okay? But that's where I get my Babe Ruth knowledge. Some dude's talking about the great Bambino, the salt and the swat, the Colossus of Klaus, the Colossus of Klaus. I mean, fuck it. Great movie, but... I don't fucking know about Babe Ruth, but Shohei Otani is pitching a game. Pitches till the seventh. He is such an asset to the team. They pulled the left fielder out of the game and put Shohei Otani in left field and bring in a new pitcher because they can't afford to take his bat out of the lineup. I mean, what a fucking dude. Unfortunately, the motherfucker's going to be like Mike Trout. He's going to be fucking amazing for years and fucking forgot about. Anaheim is where careers go to die. Look at Pujols. Pujols couldn't hit. He was the hitter of a generation. He was the best player in a decade. He was amazing. He goes to the A's, and what happens? Oh, oh, that's his career. Oh, right out the ass. Like, he just dies. I mean, Mike Sosha was a good manager. Yeah, I know they won a World Series in 2002. Fantastic. Since then, dog shit dumpster fire. Right? They play so fucking late. Half the country can't fucking see them. Half the time they're playing a game against some team I don't even like. Oh, play the Oakland A's. Like another team I'm really interested in watching at fucking three o'clock in the morning. Fuck that shit. All right? So. It's good. But Shohei, I mean, amazing career. That's the thing that I find interesting, right? This dude can hit for power, can throw a 97 mile an hour fucking cheesecake down your pipe. And then go out and play left field all in one game. 
That is the epitome of a ball player. That's the kid in high school, bro. That's the dog, right? You were the pitcher. You played shortstop. You fucking hit dingers. You were point guard, and you were playing starting free safety. Like, that's the motherfucker right there, right? That was me, right? That was Dick Nixon in his prime, all right? But that, like, that shit doesn't happen when you get to the majors, right? If you're the pitcher, they don't let you bat. They're like, don't even look at a bat. No, fucking Shohei Otani's like, fuck that. See ball, hit ball, bro. That's Chris Spielman. Shout out my dog, all right? So that's all these things. They go through all this. They talk about all this shit, right? But it's just insane. So let's, but, you know, hey, I digress. We'll get back to the, we'll get back to the no-hitters. And we want to talk about the one with Josh Means. So Josh Means, right? Baltimore, uh, Baltimore Orioles, relatively irrelevant pitcher. Hasn't done very much. I think he bounced around the minors for a little bit, but I didn't know who the fuck he was when I heard his name. Um, But comes up, throws a no-hitter. This... Congrats to him. This is where I lose my fucking mind. Would have been a perfect game, but they call a fucking air on who else? Josh Means on a third strike past ball. How the fuck can you not have a perfect game when the bitch at the plate whiffed? This rule forever has been the most asinine, stupid, Fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh, first base is open. Third of the batter makes an attempt. The ball's missed. Uh, he can move to first base. Look, if there's a man on second, he can advance to third. If there's a man on third, he can advance to home on that third strike. Same way he can steal a base. It's a live ball. You had your attempt. You were out. Fuck that shit. To the one of the, to ones that you guys are gonna be like, oh, well, the catcher needs to catch the ball. Fuck that. You see how nasty that pitch was that Josh swung up there? The bottom of that thing fell out and made the batter look like a dumb fuck. All right? Josh Means should have been whipping his dick out in front of that guy and flipping it around like a Jose Batista walk-off bat toss. Like, fuck that. That thing was nasty. Right? You're out. You're out. I don't care if play on the field can still take place, but running to first base because your ass sucked dick so much you couldn't hit three pitches, that's bullshit. I don't agree with it. So it's it's got me riled up. I'm I'm burning through this glass mainly because it's pretty fucking good too. High West Double Rye, go get you some. So I actually did like some research on this shit, this third strike rule and where it comes from, and I shit you not, I shit you not when I try to tell you about the intricacies of where this rule started and my fucking problem with this okay so the rule that this stems from was enacted in 1845 base all right that's when major leagues put it in in 1845 i want to say something in the 18 1860s 18 there was a there was a world championship or something i believe it involved the chicago white Sox. that was actually the outcome of this game was determined by this rule that also tells you the audacity i struck this dude out but yet he advanced and was this winning run now, I know what you'll say. There's other things like that, but he would have been the third out in this case. Those places, those things never would have taken place. That is stupid as shit. All right? So it's enacted in 1845. The rule cites a book called, and I'm going to read this to you, Spiegel zur Undenberg und Unterhauser de Corpus. That's a 1796 book from fucking Germany. Fucking Germany. 
the Nazis. It means games for exercise and recreation for youth and educators of mind and body and spirit and all friends and innocent joys of youth. That's the translation. What the fuck? It talks about how a game of called Strikes and Sticks, where a batter has three attempts to go to it, but any attempt that is not caught after the third attempt, the player, the player has the chance to move forward and incite and run around the diamond. This was baseball before baseball. First of all, that shit, baseball, the American pastime, it's German. This shit's fucking Lederhosen and schnitzel. Like, I can't believe it. I, how, this is, see, this is the problem, right? You got Sigmund Freud and fucking Pavlov's dog and all that shit. All these German professors, you know, they all, here's the other thing. This book sounds like the title that, like, it sounds like a cooking show with the Muppets. Right? Like, fuck, what the fuck, man? Like, this book at Zunda Erndeberger Erlinger Corpus? Like, no. The fact that this, they took this from this shit, right? Some German philosopher and psychiatrist back in the day of, I don't know who, 1840 or 1796. I mean, that's like fucking America was barely even a country, right? We're worried about George Washington worrying over here about kicking ass, taking names of fucking, fucking bitches. I mean, props to George Washington, father of a nation. Amazing. My guy. All right. He's over here doing this shit. And meanwhile, some German dude's trying to teach little kids to swing, you know, sticks at, sticks at rocks. Also explains why they lost two world wars. Um, Kick ass. Um, but this rule comes from this. How is this still a thing? All right. Now, look, in full disclosure, Wade Miley had a no hitter and the shortstop fielded a hard ground ball, threw it to first. It was ruled an error. Okay. Now, in all honesty, I think, yeah, he probably should have made the play. I have less of an issue with Wade Miley not getting a credit, not getting credit for a no hitter when a ball that is smoked to the shortstop and takes a short hop is fielded. Pat, babble, bobble around, and it's a close play, and the runner's called safe. I honestly think that's that's not a no-hitter. Give That's not – sorry, Wade Miley, you threw a ball that was put into play. Okay, you threw a ball that was put into play that, it, by all accounts, had to be fielded correctly. I understand errors happen, and they're a part of baseball. I get it. I get it. But the difference is, at no point in time that when any of those errors occurred was the player that's, the player at the plate already technically out. Okay. They did not already allot their amount of strikes. They made contact within regulation. The ball was put in play, and they were safe. You can charge the guy in air, but that's not a no-hitter. The dude hit the fucking ball. He got to first base. That's okay. Shit like that can sometimes happen. Now, I understand what you're saying. Double negative. Double negative. How you can't have both? Pitchers can make errors, too. Pitchers can make fucking errors. I watch Hoffman from the Reds. Can't field a fucking bunt. He throws it into the goddamn stands at least three times a week, so I know what the fuck a pitcher's air is. All right? But... Those guys hit the ball. They touched it. They made contact. It went into play. Josh Means struck him out. One strike. Three. Right? That's it. Joe Buck's back there making the show. I'm not Joe Buck. I'm sorry. Joe West back there Googling his turkey neck. Strike one. Like, he's fucking back there singing country music. What a turd. Like, but he's making it all about him. He's out. The catcher doesn't catch the ball. He runs to the first base. And you take a perfect game away. He didn't walk anybody. Everybody else had every hit was fielded clean, fly ball. That's a pitcher doing his damn job. Letting him make contact. You've got a team behind you for a reason. That's fucking insane. This rule is a travesty. This old kind of shit with baseball is dumb. These unwritten rules, fuck that shit. 
This is stupid. You want to show off after you hit a home run? Fucking show off after you hit a home run. Fuck yeah, that shit was dope. All right, look. Do it like a golf club twirl in golf. Don't do it on the first fucking hole. Don't do it after you had five fucking out-of-bounds shots, right? Don't do it at some other dude's face who's killing your ass. That's a difference, man. If you're down seven runs, you hit a big jack, you toss the bat, fuck that, bro. Scoreboard, bitch. All right? That ain't the way it's going to go. In the first inning, at the first at bat, don't stand there and, you know, Watch it forever. Dude, if you're two for two with two home runs, you hit your third jack, prance around like a fucking show pony. All right? I got no problem with that shit. You hit a walk-off to win the game, fucking throw the bat in the fucking out of outfield. I don't care. Chuck it. Right? Same way I think pitchers should be jacked when they fucking just cake some dude with some nasty filth on the outside corner. Fucking screaming his ass. Yeah, fucking, you like that? You like that? You ever seen that kid from Louisville? There's that college pitcher. There's a video. This dude strikes this dude out. He's on the mound. yells at him. He's like, fuck you. Sit the fuck down. You're fucking pathetic. He yells at the dude. Now, full disclosure, funny thing, that dude came back. They beat his ass. That's hilarious. But he... Filthied this dude with this like little split finger to like split finger fastball, and the bottom just dove out on him. I mean, sinker maybe, but it just had some crazy movement and good velocity. And he knew it, and the dude was fooled, swung like a fool, and he just he let him have it. I'm down for that shit. If you're a stud, talk your shit. Just do it appropriately. Do it appropriately, and I'm okay. Josh Means should have been talking shit all game. He had that team confused. He was on it. Right, those type of things are impressive to me. I just don't, I don't understand why we don't see more of it. But baseball has all of these problems, and that's my problem with baseball. Right? Look, I get it. You want to solve baseball's problems? Look at what was it when, uh, oh, dude, when Jose Bautista slid into, slid into second, and uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, that small dude, uh, Rugnet Odor or whatever. I think it was Odor. Just like, hey, I don't need a pitcher to hit him. He slid in hard, took me out. What do you do? Jocked him in the fucking face, man. He hit Batista harder than Batista's ever hit anything, and that dude hits bombs. All right, he cracked his ass. He said, "Fuck unwritten rules of baseball, bro. <laughs> I'm I'm that dude, Yadier Molina. He that dude. He don't need a pitcher to take care of him. He's here to take care of the pitcher. Dude will stand up. He will push back. He had that that guy that slid in hard at home the other day. What he do? His ass got right up and just looked at the dude. And what the dude do? Back up. Like no." I don't really want. I don't really want to mess with a dude who's got like fucking four neck tattoos and his neck's huge and always looks like he's angry. I mean, Yadier Molina, he just looks pissed off. But by all accounts, I mean he's a dude. I mean I get it. But solve the problems that way. There's one thing. If you want to hit, you know, you want to you want to hit one of my studs to retaliate or something like that. Fuck yeah, I, I got my dudes back. But I ain't pegging some dude because he threw the bat. Guess what, pitcher? Your dumb fuck ass is the one who hung one over the middle right in his hot spot in a fucking seven game hitting streak. Nah, fucking your catcher knows the report. He told you to set up low and outside. You hung that shit. That's on you. He should fucking celebrate. You're gonna get pissed off when it ding him. It sucks to suck, bitch. That's not his fault. Like I can't. It's just it's so terrible. So terrible, right? You get all this stuff with all these dudes just doing that crap. Like, it, it, it doesn't make unwritten rules. You know, fuck them, fuck unwritten rules. That's the problem that baseball has. It's just, it's stupid. And then you get you get these guys that just they hold grudges, they hold everything, and it's a 162 game season. Like, I'm all cool for some like bench clearing brawls and some other things like that when it has to happen. Like, I'm down with some big fights, but. It also has me thinking, like, nobody ever fuck with Albert Bell. 
And there's probably a valid reason for that. I mean, Albert Bell, he's a big motherfucker. Most of you might not know this, but there's also a dude. He used to play for the Atlanta Braves. Ron Gant. Look up that motherfucker. Dude had some pipes. I mean, pipes. He was... He's a big motherfucker. Ron Grant. Yeah, shout out. Remember that guy, yeah. So, no hitters. An abundance of them. Juice the baseball. I, I'm not about moving the mound down, moving the mound back. Fuck that shit. Like, don't fuck with that. I'm cool to juice the balls, let them jump out a little bit. Home runs are fun. Kids dig them, whatever. I'm just saying, youth baseball, all this shit. The first time I, you know, if I had a kid and I went to a fucking Little League game, no, you know, full disclosure, pretty good baseball player, you know, all that shit. But I hear some dad talking about exit velo or velocity. Like, this is just, it's starting young. And uh, I don't want to go back to the days of dudes hitting 300, line drives, baseballs. I mean, I remember when I went to the Reds and Juan Castro hit for the cycle. And that was at uh, Synergy Field, which used to be Riverfront uh, back in the day. Hit for the cycle. Juan Castro, nobody. Nothing. You know why he hit for the cycle? Because he pitched, he was raking these balls right up to the gap. You know, center field right, center field left gap, just hitting them, beating these things out. The next time he came up with no one on, pitcher threw him something to try to get him to hit back up the middle. He pulled a little ball, hit it opposite field, and it was nuts. I mean, it was crazy. But that's a dude, that's a dude who extended his career just because he was able to put the ball in play. You don't see as many of those guys anymore, right? They don't. It's it's not as much of that. If you think about if you remember the Yankees, man, when the Yankees were winning all the World Series and everything like that, I mean, they had a couple power guys. You know, Paul O'Neill was a big power guy, but they had guys who could put the ball in play. You can generate runs by putting the ball in play. It's it's really not that difficult. Another thing, another thing, just thinking another, not even an unwritten rule, but shit that people bitch about that I feel is so stupid, and that's the shift. All right, now, first of all, I understand why the shift is there. The shift is there because these dog shit exit velo hitters don't know how to put a ball opposite field, right? They pull everything. It's the only way they hit. That, to me, that's a hitting problem. That's not a pitching problem. That's not a fielding problem. But when? When are these, when are these fuckers going to learn? Bunt. Learn to bunt. Learn to bunt. You have the whole left side open. Just do a little push bunt down third base. Keep it in play. You don't even have to try to hug the line. It's not a squeeze. It's not anything. Just put it out there. People are going to be like, oh, that's, that's, that's ruining the integrity of the game. Well, fuck, get off your lawn, fucking Norman. Get back to your house. Talking to you about the integrity of the game. They didn't shift back in the fucking day. They played their goddamn positions, and hitters knew how to hit the ball, and the pitchers knew how to pitch them to get them to hit it the way they wanted it. There's a reason they used to have a double play ball, right? They used to be able to shift or the, the second baseman and the third baseman. I'm sorry, second baseman in the shortstop would move into a little bit different position to get the double play ball. Why? Because they knew they had a pitcher. The pitcher knew where to put the ball to get the hitter to typically put that in a certain position where they could acquire or try to play the double play ball right up the middle. That was pitching and hitting. Hitters had hitters hit to hit the ball, not to hit home runs every time. Most of them didn't. Okay, And you had pitchers who knew how to dictate where the ball should go if they could hit their spots and execute their pitch. That's baseball. That's baseball. But if these dudes want to do a, sh- want to do a shift, learn to bunt. I mean, God, here's what's going to happen. They're going to stop or you're going to bat 400 and you're going to be the greatest hitter in the history of the baseball with 7 million singles. I mean, Pete Rose right now has 3,465 hits, right? That's the hit king, right? 
So, break his record by bunting. Be the greatest bunter of all time. You know how much money you'd get paid if you got on base every time? I, I just, it, I mean, granted, I understand they're eventually going to stop, but I just don't realize why they don't fucking don't do it. Just get on base. Get on base. It's not like they're doing this shift all the time, but get on base. I, whatever. I, I digress. All right, let's move on to another topic, my favorite topic of all, you know, and that is Major League Soccer. Oh, man, Major League Soccer. First of all, full disclosure, if you listen to show one, appreciate you. We ain't here. We ain't been canceled yet. So I guess I should say we are. We are here. We ain't been canceled yet. That's the props, right? FCC won't let me be. I'm pretty sure that's what uh, Eminem said. So crew rebrand. MLS Soccer. Full disclosure, the, the I haven't been to a crew game. Crew game, and I think the last crew game I went to, I went to in college, maybe two thousand six, two thousand five, and now it's because they had a promotion one night where they did a dollar a brat, and uh, so we walked to the stadium drunk and ate like ten dollars worth of brats, and then immediately left. I think Brian McBride played for the crew. That's about the only player I know in their existence, but I will give our fans credit. A couple years ago, we had this douchebag Anthony Precourt. Um, if you know anything about him, look him up. He's just a douche, everything he does. Like, he, he's not big. He has daddy's money. He wants to get into sports ownership, but he, you know, he got into soccer. Why? Because he can't afford to really get into anything else here. So, I mean, that's Anthony Precourt for you. Here, I'm going to pour a little bit more of this just in case you hear that. Uh, that's just me uh, getting sauced on a Tuesday. Oh, oh, shit. My bad. Good. Hit the mic there a little bit. Sorry. Sorry about that bad noise you got. Um, so Anthony Precourt fucking doesn't know dick, right? Owns a crew. Wants to move the crew to FC or Austin. Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas is a dope-ass spot. Like, I like Austin, Texas. But full disclosure, Columbus, Ohio is the greatest fucking city in the universe, and um, it's awesome. So, fuck you, Precourt. So, he rebrands it Columbus Crew SC. He wants to move us. They fight him. We got a rule called the Rooney Rule, which is enacted when the Browns were trying to be sold, which basically says when the state pays you money or gives you money, which the state paid, you know, our, I'm sorry, the, the Modell Rule, our Modell Rule, right? When our Modell was owned the Browns, he wanted to move them. Well, Cleveland Municipal Stadium was built with money from the state. They helped him. They maintained it. They had all these things. And so they basically said the rule after he just left the state high and dry and moved the Browns basically said that if any state funds, whatever, were used in there, you have to put the team up for sale before you're legally allowed to move them or you have to reimburse all the millions of dollars that the state of Ohio has given you before you can legally sell the team. And it was a lot of money that pre-court had. I mean, that place was... Crew Stadium was the very first ever soccer-only stadium enacted or uh, built in the United States. Held concerts. I mean, that's why I went there. I went there for Rock on the Range and other cool shit, you know, um, some good concerts. And a couple state football playoff games were played there. But it was built, you know, it was state-funded. It was on the Ohio State Fairgrounds, a really nice place. So he wants to move the team. He gets in this big legal battle. And this whole movement starts, hashtag save the crew. So props to Columbus. They spoke up. They wanted their team. What happened? It got so big. Sports Center, ESPN, local, you know, national news started covering this thing. And he had to sell the team. A local doctor stepped up, and to their credit, the Haslams 
from ownership of the Cleveland Browns said, hell yeah, we're getting involved. We want to be involved in this. We love Ohio now. We're Browns owners. Even though these fuckers used to be part owners of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Fuck that shit. I'm not even a Browns fan. Go Bengals. But fuck the Steelers. Um, they're like, hey, we'll come in and we'll buy the team with this doctor. So they bought it. Thank Great. Fan base saves the team. Hashtag Columbus Crew. Not Columbus Crew FC. Save the crew. I'm sorry. Not save the crew SC was the thing. So they own it. All right. First year, the year of Save the Crew, the year that they resume play, what happens? Columbus Crew wins the fucking whole thing. They win the championship. Amazing. I mean, that's a team playing for its fan base. Props to them. They win the fucking MLS World Cup, if that's what it's called. I don't fucking the MLS National Championship. I don't don't fucking know, man. I got no clue. MLS, Major League Soccer. Uh, That's about all I know. So the Columbus Crew win the whole fucking thing. All right, that's, that's impressive. So then what do the Haslams do? All the Haslams do the Haslams. They just become oblivious to a fucking fan base that loves your fucking shit. They're so dumb. These guys are so rich. And they're just, they're all, all these owners are dumb motherfuckers. They're not dumb. I mean, they wouldn't be rich if they were dumb. But they're oblivious to shit. The Haslams came in. What do they do? Oh, we're going to change the Browns uniforms. All right, first off, the Browns uniforms, ugly as Shit. And I don't mean the ones that Haslam changed them to. I mean, the Browns have had the dog shit, ugliest jerseys in my entire life. But they're the Browns. Everyone, everywhere, knew exactly what that jersey was. They knew what that helmet was, the pants, the shirt, the brown jersey, the orange jersey, jersey, the white jersey. Everyone knew what the Browns was. My entire life, that was the Browns. Guys coming to school wearing poop, brown, orange stripes, Football jerseys, that's the Browns. These starter jackets that were poop brown. Yeah, poop. Like what I just did. Poop. Poop brown. Jerseys, that's the Browns. They were classic. They were iconic. They were ugly, but they were iconic. So what's he do? He rebrands the whole thing, changes it around, all that. Why? Fan base goes nuts. Everybody hates it. They think it's terrible. Let me give you a little little, little advice here to anyone who may be listening. If you have a product that your customers continuously buy and are continuously happy with and not complaining, do not fucking change it. Okay? Do not fucking change it. There's a reason the Big Mac is still the Big Mac. People buy that shit. Okay? I mean, Budweiser has been Budweiser. People, do you remember? Most of my listeners won't be old enough to remember when Clear Pepsi came out. Fuck that shit. Pepsi was good. It didn't need to be clear. Now it sucks. When your product is being purchased, keep it the same. Just keep up with the supply. So the crew, the crew and why do I say this? Because hashtag save the crew, right? Then the Haslams decide they're going to rebrand it and they're going to drop the crew. And call it Columbus SC, Columbus Soccer Club. And then they have this doofus-ass logo. Looks like a half-eaten piece of pizza with a C in the middle and a goatee hanging off the side. Like, it is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. So they probably spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to pay a marketing firm to do this. They did all this research, all the things. What happens? They get fucking roasted. The fan base is pissed. Like, we don't want to be the Columbus Soccer Club We're the fucking crew. Hashtag save the crew. It wasn't hashtag save SC. Okay? Like, 
so they, whatever, long story short, today or yesterday they came out and the Haslams were like, well, we didn't even know that. This would be a big problem. And it's like, you did know it'd be a big problem, dumb fuck. You've done this before. Who is your marketing director who's dumb enough to understand that there was a hashtag movement that literally saved the team, not said Columbus, saved the crew, not saved SC, and you're going to take the one thing they want in out. They've came back. They've said, we're going to cancel this. We're not doing it. We're moving on. But they spent a lot of money. But it gets me to thinking. It gets me to thinking. So a lot of teams have been rebranding. Um. I mean, most famously, you got the Washington Redskins going to the Washington football team. Washington FT. I mean, lame as fuck. I mean, it's just lame. I mean, they got Terry McLaurin. They got Chase Young. Those are my dudes. But lame. Washington football team. Right? You got everybody in an uproar about all this other shit, all these political things. I mean, meanwhile, the Florida State Seminoles have a motherfucking Indian with a, uh, uh, with a fucking spear on fire right out on a native horse, do a fucking wheelie, and stab a shit into the middle of the stadium. And nobody bitches about that shit. I mean, listen, Seminole, the only Seminoles I like is Seminole Win by John Anderson. That, you know, that, that's a good song. You don't know it, check it out. All right? But they get all in all in arms about these rebrandings. Everybody wants these things believe be political correct. Well, what happened? I also heard the uh, the Indians. You know, we 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 talked about this. The Indians are no longer going to become the Indians. They're thinking about what they need to do. All right, and uh, yeah, they got rid of Chief Wahoo. But I'm here. I'm a problem solutions guy. There's a problem, yo. I'll solve it. All right. Shout out to my boy. Van Winkle, you know, Villanelle Ice's real name. Um, the Indians, it's real simple. <laughs> the Indians just need to be the, the, <laughs> the Indians BBC. Oh, that's right. Some of you that have been surfing the hub a little bit know exactly BBC. You just be the Indians, Indians BBC baseball club for those of you. This is a PG show, okay? Indians BBC. You literally could make your moniker on the hat could kind of look like, if you did the letters right, it could kind of look like a small baby's arm. <laughs> I mean, just hanging out there. Do you know how quickly I would buy a shirt that said, you know, fighting BBCs? <laughs> like, like, oh, dude, it's just, oh, just the, the search engines alone you could get. You just, you imagine ESPN, BBC wins by four. Like, <laughs> dude, you, I mean, you you could put you could put the hub out of business. I mean, you copyright that thing. That's right. I mean, Indians BBC. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a good idea. I mean, baseball club, right? I you know I don't know what other what other things BBC could mean, but uh, you know I'm sure I'm sure there's something else somewhere that uh, we could figure out with this thing. So I mean, I I don't know. I mean, look, I get really upset with the fact that. I get, I, I can understand Redskins. I can understand Redskins. Like, I can. I can get it. I can understand the logo um, for the Indians, Chief Wahoo. All right, the big nose cartoon, cool. But the Indians are also the centerpiece and the star for the greatest sports movie that's ever been made. And it's not really even debatable, and that's Major League. Because Major League's an all-time amazing comedy. Plus, it's a fantastic sports movie. I mean... The fact that the manager tells the guy, hey, I got a guy on another line about some white walls. Let me call you back. That's, it just sets the tone. 
All in all, all I know, guys, is is uh, think about it. Indians, BBC. Well, as always, I'm Dick Nixon. This is the Haters Below Par podcast. Appreciate you listening, jabronis. Have a good one. <laughs>